This was just like a firecracker that opened that space for them to be able to even talk to each other. Mm. They were laughing. They were showing to each other what they had done. Now, I'm continuing, and that was um, earlier this year. I'm continuing to work with them, and there's some push, if they could, to meet in person, but by their um, HR department or whatever. And they're like, oh no, we, ha- we have much better, <laughs> much better time online. <laughs> Welcome to the With Sayada podcast, brought to you by the Centre for Belonging and Understanding. The podcast that brings to you stories of lived experience that you might not otherwise encounter. This is a podcast that encourages you to cultivate belonging and understand others. I'm your host, author and coach Sayada Zaidi, and every episode I'll be asking a new guest to share their story. Linda Dolan is the chief activator and guide of Live Joyfully. She focuses on the human spirit and guiding each individual and group collective to be their best possible selves. With the foundational principle of being the guide from the side, Linda moves people from all walks of life to unlock their collective hearts and minds and meet daily outcomes with exceptional quality. She is a certified exchange guide, a mindfulness guide and a heart math professional. Linda's passion for clear minds and creativity resulted in two decades of intensive study in Tai Chi, Qigong and neuroplasticity and in innovative approaches to chronic health conditions. So, Today we are joined by Linda Dolan and you have no idea of the gift that you are about to experience because in the conversation that we had just before we started recording there was just so many kind of gifts of wisdom that I've received already so I'm really excited about what's about to unpack and um, let me just introduce you to Linda. So On her site, it says, when you focus on the human spirit and guide each individual, group or organization to their best possible selves, incredible things happen. Linda's philosophy is, why wait for your awesome outcome to miraculously appear? Actively plan, creatively design, and experience it every day. And who doesn't want to live a life like that? Welcome, Linda. Well, thank you so much, Saida. What an introduction. As you're reading that, I'm thinking, whoa, (laughs) let's all go off and do it. (laughs) Well, that's you, and you teach us how to do that every day. And I know from our interactions that we've had, there's just there really is so much to learn from you and from the gifts that you're bringing into the world and that you continue to do. So 
what I'd love to do is really begin by asking you, what inspired you to get into the work that you're doing at the moment? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I think <laughs> the work I'm doing at the moment, it would be COVID, if you can believe that. Mm. I had COVID early on in the United States in February before it was really recognized. Wow. And during that, because it wasn't recognized, I knew I, had, I didn't have help in, in the medical community or anywhere. So I sat myself down and I pulled up mentally all the gifts that I had received and taken in with learnings through my life, with meditations, with um, you know how to support yourself, your immune system, mm. deep breathing. And then I thought, okay, that's good, but let's take that a lot further because there's change going on all over the world now. It's not just this pandemic. And so the stress loads are so high, it's unbelievable. And I had an opportunity to join the HeartMath um, company in a beta test group where I could um, further explore work that I had already been doing on heart-centered living. So mm -hmm. breathing and living. And that led me then to um, a group that we met in, the exchange approach, which is so centered on these just wonderful conversations and, you know, meeting everybody where they are and uplifting them having the uh, quality conversations that brings out the very best in anybody. So I joined that. At the time, I think, um, I don't know, the heavens were coming together, but there was just so, so much um, questions put out. What's the biggest you could go? Where can you be? You know, how, are, how can you play bigger? and bring your gifts and to others, not as the sage on the stage, but the guide on the side, mm -hmm. which has always been my space. And I'm like, well, obviously this is my time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so to come forward. And over the last year, I have worked seven days a week. I love what I'm doing. I love it. I get to connect with Saida, who, oh, beyond inspires me, beyond inspires me. Oh, and just, yeah. <laughs> and great, great communities of people like this around the world. Mm -hmm. And to be in that space has allowed me to bring all aspects of my being forward to share. Mm. But in the interaction is where I'm gaining more insight, more energy, more balance, more ability to be calm and capable in any situation. That it's like, Yes, who would not? <laughs> Absolutely. Who wouldn't want some of that, right? <laughs> who doesn't want that? 
So there's so much to unpack in here. And and the first interesting thing is um, that I didn't realise that, I mean, looking back, I should have known really that COVID was in the US in February because I went to um, San Diego for an event and it was my last uh, trip abroad. And I look back on it now with some, I mean, I was so naive at the time. We had no idea these things were going to unpack in the way that they did. But um, I'm so, so glad that you managed to overcome some of the challenges that COVID presented. And um, it has been quite difficult for a lot of people. But I think for some, I would describe it as post, I don't know, is it post-traumatic growth or is it just kind of, yeah, maybe that's what it is. I'm not quite sure I've got the right terminology around it just yet. I agree with you, and I like the way you put that, um, because there's there are people that are so struggling, mm. so struggling still, or newly struggling because of new things going on. We have a, a great deal of fires um, now in our... We did last summer, more this summer. Mm. People, their whole towns have burnt down. So I do work in those populations, I do work in uh, what, you know, resilience, I think, is a term that has really been, is is wonderful, but overused. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's it's not all get up in the morning, be positive, and everything's going to be great for the day. You know, this is work that has to deal with what is your baseline that you're going to build on? Mm. So what's your floor? Is it fear? You know, maybe it's your faith, the source that's, that really, truly guides you through life. Mm. What is it? Is it money? You know? mm. So helping people f- identify what that is, and, and it, it is, you can change that, but that takes a lot of work. But if you are cognizant of where you're going and what it is, then you can align your day and bring your true self into whatever you are facing. That is so good. It really is. And and that can be a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it can. And I suppose the challenge that you're presenting for us is is to pause and yes. listen yes. so that we can become cognizant of the things that are around us and, and our thoughts and, and so that maybe there's something about kind of curating the experience of life that you want to have. Yes. Um, some things do happen to us and there's not much that we can do about it. I think for me that's given, but there is also quite a, a big element of, well, we determine our response to things and um, there is also a significant part of life where I think we can make decisions to go one way or another. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I love what you were saying about pause. I bring that forward a lot. Uh, Three words, pause, reflect, and the third word, you, you choose the word you want, but I use pivot. 
What I love about this presentation and how you've explained those three, and and I, I I'll ask you in a moment just to unpack those for us, um, is you most people when they present their kind of formulas and their their methodology, it's kind of like here's my work, you take it and apply it to yourself. But what you're doing is you're saying, here's my work, complete it so that it fits in with your context. It's exactly. Exactly. That's powerful. <laughs> it's powerful, Satan. And it, it's dangerous sometimes. Gets me in a lot of trouble because people really want that. You know, here's the answer. But, you know, this is the kind of danger that I think is really, really good because you're <laughs> making people become or you're offering to them yeah. to become so uncomfortable that the work that maybe they're hiding from all of a sudden has a little bit of a shine to it and they've got to go there even if it's for a second. Exactly. Exactly. Because it does, it, it can change your whole life. Mm. And wouldn't you want to see what might happen? Wouldn't you want to go there? Um, I have a... Um, a man and his son, and um, the son has some disability issues um, that I work with. And I met with them recently, and they're both, they, they kind of rise up and be at each other's throats occasionally because the, the dad once says, oh, you know, I go over to his house and he's not ready. And the dad is a kind of a boom, 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 you know, type. And the son is not lazy. Actually, the son, if you take the time and listen, which is what you were talking about earlier, is quite driven and very upset if the list that they're working on, if progress is not being made. <laughs> and I had them both in the same space. Uh, for a while, and it, the energy was getting just so thick <laughs> <laughs> that I asked um, I asked the dad to leave, and then I talked to the son for a while because he has health issues, and and that kind of stress just isn't isn't going to work at all. And I I calmly asked both of them, what would it take for you to to be able to sit with each other, take a few breaths, and do the work that you you both have the same goal. The dad is upset because you aren't ready and they can't plow forward. And that's exactly, you do want to do that. But the dad is not recognizing, because of disability most likely, you have a landing strip that's longer than everybody else's you know you're gonna to have to stay and move on that so that's where this pause reflect and then pivot they were just by the time we finished <laughs> whoa what just happened? You know, it, you could just see their, their whole, the whole body 
the, you know, kind of the frozen thing <laughs> just kind of had, had gone. Mm. And they both realized they only had to make just a teeny little change. Maybe the son, when the dad called in the evening, could prepare some things more for the next day. And then maybe the dad could arrive and have tasks that would be helpful at that home while the sun is kind of moving forward. That's so cool. That was, that, that was just um, at a simple level. I am kind of seeing the same thing with some of the conflicts and things that are now going on in the world, trying to figure out what's going to happen with... Um, people that are, will now be homeless from Afghanistan and, and other places. Mm. And, you know, and I just think, what if the leaders for all the many years that this has occurred had, had used this and really, really got to that deep level of listening? And I want you to chime in then on whispering listening when I <laughs> in a minute and thought and just took a pause did, just did a reflection who are we serving how are we serving them at what expense to mm -hmm. them and to us and it's just um, it's so critical I think to know what the intention is yeah and, um, it, you know, I, I, I'm reading a book at the moment. It's the fourth reading of it. And I've taken really intensive notes because it's quite critical to my to my research. And I'm right. I've kind of had some communication with the author. And I kind of thought, you know what, I just need to finish all of my notes and send her one long email just with everything because I must be a real irritant to her. <laughs> this girl from London is messaging like a professor in the US like, what does this mean? What did you mean by this? And, and I realized as I was writing my email today that most of it is because I want to understand what is the intent behind the use of some of the phraseology in the words because as I have a greater understanding of what is meant, it makes my interpretation more accurate. Wow. No? Whoa. Words, uh, words make worlds. They absolutely they, do. And, and when we don't think about the power of the words that we're using... And we don't listen. So there's so many different layers to this. I mean, one is about the words. One is about the pausing to listen. Yes. Um, and the other one is just asking questions so that you can understand. Mm. You know? That's the curiosity. And uh, one of the things going on in our world is with so much stress, our brains revert to our old reptilian brain, which is fight, flight, or pause mm. and cut and kind of go into a cocoon but that's not the pause that I that I've been talking about that the pause I'm talking about is, is self-reflective and to know that you just went there now what choice can you make how can you upward out of that 
And many times it, it is just play a different narrative. And I, um, this is like your brain can be like a Goodyear blimp. You know? And <laughs> so which signal is like boom, boom, <laughs> repeating itself? So do, do an interrupter, you know, look at those beautiful plants you have behind you, you know, read uh, something, some poetry, listen to some music, just do something that interrupts and then start sending, you know, I'm really just calm today. I'm feeling capable today. Um, I know what my work is today and I'm joyful for that. Mm. I I know who I'm going to connect with. Mm. It's fascinating that you're describing it like that because I've I've the, the thing that's kind of really helping me to center in what is quite an intensive period of work is these points of connection. So for example, mm. the first thing that I do when I come and sit at my desk because I'm also recording podcasts is I look, who am I speaking with? And I kind of say, okay, I, I need to connect with them. So I send everyone a personalized message. And that's the first thing I do before I start my work. And honestly, it only takes two or three minutes. But you know what it does is it sets the foundation for the rest of the day because I'm looking forward to speaking with people like yourself, Linda, it, rather than kind of thinking, oh my gosh, the time's come and it's a distraction. So true. So you've set the narrative up. You have. You've, and that physically actually goes then into the more creative part of your brain and allows that to come forward for your day. Mm. So now you have the guide that you were hoping for has already arrived. You know, that's a really fascinating way of looking at it because I didn't think that me doing that was increasing my level of creativity. But it kind of really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just let... a. a you know, like the best kept secret, maybe we just revealed that. So <laughs> everyone will be trying this now. Yeah, uh, yeah because I, th I think, you know, one of the powers about the community in which we met, which was the exchange approach, is this piece about the points of connection mm -hmm. and, and, and the, the conversations that we have. And, and I mm -hmm. um, was quite skeptical about, how we can connect online but I really feel as if there's this whole community of incredible people that are out there that I feel as close to as I do my own family and I haven't met any of them. I, isn't that beautiful? I remember meeting you and I, think, <laughs> and I know you were really skeptical. And <laughs> oh no. Oh, no, and I'm trying to tell you, no, no, this this will work, you know, try, keep hanging in there, let, uh, you know, do that. Because you could already see um, your beautiful soul, the Saida, uh, your presence is, is, oh, 
it's just a yeah, just a resounding force when we get to see you in the room and your beautiful smile. So I was like, oh no, just drop that. <laughs> you know, drop that. <laughs> drop your doubts because somehow or other I'm already sensing that through Zoom you will end podcast and any other social media where you're on and you can actually talk, not just post, but actually talk and physically eye-to-eye see people, (laughs) you will make connections that are long-term. I had a really unusual request earlier this year. I was out for a walk and I got a phone call from a, um, a really wonderful woman that I met through that type of setting, and she's in New Hampshire, and I'm in Minnesota, um, telling me her mother had just passed away. And I thought that was what the call was for. Um, I, I wasn't quite sure why she called me with that news, but we had connected, so I understood And then she said, you know, why I'm calling you is, would you help me set up the memorial? Will you be the person who's running the screen and the music and, you know, getting people's faces on the screen? And and I was just, why, of course I would. Unbelievable. We're so connected that you would ask me for that. That was, that was a big privilege. What a gift. What a gift, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I'd love to, um, I mean, there's so many different kind of areas that we could go to now, I think, as, as a result of this. Um and the you know what's really coming to me is we need to create space for the rituals and mm. the processes that we had pre-pandemic mm. to still continue yeah and rather than thinking well it can't be done because it's going to be online like and one of the things I'm I'm speaking about now is that people say to me when I'm looking to do events like is it going to be in person or virtual and I'm like focus on the content the tool of delivery in some ways is kind of irrelevant if the content is not good so let's fix the content first and then we can work things out because these days you know it's like throwing all of the balls in the air and just thinking where where are they going to land because you can plan in person but it'll turn virtual and vice versa right and it could be a hybrid it could be some of each Mm. i so agree with you on that to keep open and it really is how and, and not even who your sage on the stage is, or you know the exact content. But how are you going to connect anybody who comes, be it in person, because you and I both, through our careers, have sat in huge auditoriums, in person, and had, you know, maybe they have a cocktail hour. If that's not your thing, 
you didn't meet another individual and you could have been with them for five days. Mm. You really... Do you know anybody else's name when you go home? Maybe one or two. How long is that contact kept? Mm. Yeah, and I think, actually, I attended a conference um, in July um, which would normally have been in person, and I've been for a number of years to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was something really special about this year. So last year they didn't run it, mm-hmm. and this year they did it online. Of course, there's some resistance to to, to the shift when your your practice and your tradition is to do it in person. And so people are, and and I'm also looking forward to when it's in person again. But the one thing I'm going to miss is that there was kind of like an online depository for people's contacts, for information, for all of the presentations, for people to share details and continue conversations and make groups and all of that stuff just has never happened in any of the in-person events. And I think going forwards, I would advocate for anyone who's doing a in-person event to still keep that stuff going because that's really really good for lot for building and maintaining long-term connection so true i have a um, group of bankers um, i work with and uh, they were very very hesitant to have their group and then they brought in um, some fairly high level people so we had about 20 people but they were very hesitant to do that online. And I think the promise of what the outcome could be finally turned the tide and they said, okay, let's do it. But um, okay, no woohoo, no uh, dancing, no music, no. (laughs) No, no, Don't do any of the stuff that really brings in the magic. (laughs) Right. So I thought for some time, I thought, okay, well, well, they won't like this either because they don't, they don't like online and that's why they don't want to do it. And now they've taken away everything that might change it to where they wanted it to be. So I did add this little exercise called uh, squiggly birds. And so what, <laughs> which made them laugh even when we were doing that. So what you do is you just, squiggle on your page and then uh, for a short time then you go and take segments of your squiggle and turn those into birds so you just add a beak or legs or whatever I was watching them you know I (laughs) oh boy this is either going to go like be really accepted or or they're probably going to leave my you know working with them this was just like a firecracker that opened that space for them to be able to even talk to each other. Mm. They were laughing. They were showing to each other what they had done. Now, I'm continuing, and that was um, earlier this year. I'm continuing to work with them, and there's some push, if they could, to meet in person, but by their... Um, HR department or whatever, and they're like, "Oh no, we ha- we have much better." 
much better time online. <laughs> it's, tr- it's funny, isn't it? Like, you know, how deep the level of connection can happen. And I think what we should do is somehow I'm either going to find a video or we'll make a video of how to do squiggly birds and encourage oh. everyone to do that and share their pictures and tag the po- the, the podcast. And then we'll yes. can try and take some of those and create a gallery because squiggly birds is a fun exercise that anyone who knows how to use a pen or pencil can do, including a two-year-old. Exactly. So it, all audiences, all ages, and guess what? It's very quick. Mm. So it's not a 15, 20, 30-minute thing. This is just a few minutes you're going to do this, and it's a game changer. I'd love to see you do that. Yeah, let's do that for sure. Let's do that, yeah. <laughs> I would I would love to ask you what um, makes you feel inspired because it sounds to me as if you're creating a lot of inspiration for other people. Um, and there's just something about kind of making sure that your cup gets filled. So what inspires you? Well, um, I do uh, kind of, I look into the 80-20, the Pareto principle. And so I, over time, I've dropped that lower 20. And then there's another lower 20. <laughs> <laughs> so my gardening... I, I just love my gardens. Now, okay, I'll admit, I live in a climate where I only have my gardens maybe four, may, I hope five months a year. So they're extra special. And then the rest of the year, I can maybe plan what I'm going to be doing in those. So that's an important element for me. Mm-hmm. I think my books, you know, I've like you, a large, <laughs> large collection, um, and to read things maybe outside of, for my cre- to keep my creative brain, I read topics and things that I learn about that are way outside of anything I've ever done. What are so, you reading at the moment? <laughs> I'm reading several books that have to do with trees Mm. and communication and now they now that can be measured and i was reading on that in the oh in the decades ago when that first came out and i'm back at it again yeah, I, I'm going to ask you for some book recommendations and hopefully you can send that after. Okay, I'll send we'll that. put that in the oh, um, show sure. notes because um, I'm, I'm a firm believer in tree communication and I know some of the listeners are going to be like, this is just so... I know, they'll be like, where, where did they go? What, what happened here? <laughs> what? I will also see if I can find... There's actually a BBC documentary um, with oh. Judy Dench speaking about free yes. communication yes and yes. see when i saw that that was i thought okay thank god i'm not crazy like there is no, you, some no, evidence you, I behind have, i've seen that yes i have i've seen that you're not crazy <laughs> and it kind of uh, because i am out as a tree hugger right and it yes. kind of it just put some evidence behind why i like doing it so <laughs> i'm a credible tree hugger it's a cool thing to do it really is. Tell me some of the other things that you're reading, because it sounds as if like there's lots of inspiration coming from um, oh. 
other arenas. And I, and I will just say one thing. Um, I think there's something really magical about looking outside. And so, for example, yeah. um, people who have a wide range of interests, actually their creativity, I think, is a, at a much higher level because you've got to do the extrapolation or make the connections. And even if you're just, you know, reading about, I don't know, knitting or crocheting or um, as my daughter was doing the other day, like, I don't know what she was just learning about some form of cooking and things, bringing all of that stuff together, not only does it relax you and kind of help you to just decompress, it also, I think, um, increases your vibration of creativity. It, it definitely does, because you're taking in these fields of data and information, and that, that does feed your internal energy system. So, and, you're, and you're right. If you stay in one field, you're narrowing in. In the end, you may, it may seem like you're becoming more and more an expert in that one area, but you're narrowing your brain in. And I'll have a quick example of that. I, I used to help, um, I'm, I'm not in HR, but it, in a, many other fields, but it'll, it'll seem like this was an HR thing. I was helping um, interview candidates who had completed their master's, their MBAs, and they w were in a path to be investment bankers. So I was in, working for the investment bank, helping. There's a college in Boston that, they specialize in all the courses that were needed for that job. And so they said, would you add that on to the list of the liberal arts? Because I had already, I did this enough to say, okay, unless they've been in sports or music or a team thing that really augmented their brain, they would be put lower on my screen. Mm. And people are like, why are you doing that? Why? Okay, just wait and see. You know, and... And then I would look at how liberal their education was. We looked at the, um, I looked at the uh, resumes, and then the students were interviewed from the college that had the specialty classes. And the interviewer would ask them a specific technical question. They all answered it, but then they all started arguing with the interviewer about the answer to it. Oh gosh. <laughs> They had so focused in that they had no blinders. Now, this was this is really high risk in that business line because mm. many of the companies there are self-insured. So they're, they have to do these financial opinions. And if they're taken to court and they lose, their company pays it out. So you can't hire someone that's coming in with that blindfold. Mm. So so that's it's just the joy of getting out and trying something different. Um, you know, be it a sport. This summer <laughs> because we live by three beautiful lakes and we mm. could walk each one of them takes an hour. Um but I said let's get a bike and I had a little bit of a shoulder injury and I needed a different handlebar thing and I found it on an an e-bike, an electric bike, mm. which I wasn't considering. So it's a completely different thing we tried, and I love it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So you're out longer, you're seeing more nature, 
which you're talking about with the tree hugging, of course, get out. Actually, literally hug a tree. <laughs> and I'm going to say, close your eyes and hear it breathe. Yes. <laughs> like, like, push yourself. <laughs> Don't just hug it, but no, feel it. Listen for the whisper. Mm, mm. What else is there? Mm. And it's funny because um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to kind of cut that bit into the conversation um, when we uh, upload the podcast, because I think our discussion that we were having about the whispers is yes. really, yes. really significant to, to this piece here. Because yeah. um, when you listen to the whispers and, and you were speaking about Alexa, it, it was just really, really fascinating. And I don't think we'll be able to unpack it in that same way again. Exactly. But there's just some level of vibration that that brings in. And as you were speaking about the investment bank, it was reminding me of Moneyball and the book that oh. Michael Lewis wrote. Yes. You know, and, and I think in many respects, that whole idea, and if you don't want to read the book, watch the movie because right. it's excellent as well. Right. Just that whole idea of approaching something from such a different perspective, mm. it can that's where transformation comes in, I think. Mm. Not without a doubt. I don't think we would have NASA, you know, in our space programs and many of these really, really life-changing um, programs that have been implemented around the world if we didn't have people that just said, we're going to come at this completely differently than mm. we are right now. Mm. And I was just talking to a man who... Um, he was at 3M, and, and then he was um, uh, in the space program, and he's an engineer, um, a digital engineer in that area. But he's fascinating because he said, you know, it, yes, we had, we had like this gigantic brains of every type coming in, and they could work as a team. But he wanted to go out and meet people kind of where they are and what their mm -hmm. needs are. So he has a digital strategies company now. But it's not, you can talk to him, but it's not, okay, now do you have this link or did you put this, you know, all the things we think of digital. He's leading this from an open space of conversation. I love it. So to have the yeah to have that grounding and to have the, um, we we used to call it a liberal arts education. I, you know, I, I I'm not sure if that's thought of well anymore or <laughs> or not. But to like you're talking about pinging your brain from all these different levels mm. boosts the energy vibration and creativity. And it trains your brain to say, that's a safe space and it's fun. You know, go there. Mm. And interestingly, I think, and maybe this is taking it a bit too far, but um, this piece that we're speaking about here solves global problems. And, the, yeah. and if we look at like Bletchley Park and what helped to unpack um, the kind of code that the Germans were using to send their messages. Yes. 
May, I mean, I, I I won't go through all of the detail, and I and I can't remember the name of the movie, but I'll put it in the show notes. The the de- uh, the detail that yeah. and the amount of money and resource that was put in yeah. to try and resolve that problem, yeah. and then all of a sudden they put an advert in the Times and they found people just ordinary people without the degrees and all of, and they went in and because their experience and their approach was slightly from a different angle, they were then able to read the code and sent different messages and really kind of unpick world war two. Yeah, exactly. That it's just example after example of go ahead. Mm. Don't you want to see what might happen? Take some time and just ask yourself, don't you want to see what might happen if you go and do that? When you go and do that, Mm -hmm. you will be going to do that. What will that look like? (laughs) That that challenge that you've put to the listeners and to ourselves is really really powerful. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What I would love to to ask now is where do you kind of go to when you get stuck because I think we all do sometimes Mm -hmm. so where do you lean in to kind of resolve what's going on when um I okay I look at my calendar and I figure out is there an upcoming event because those tend to boot um, session or whatever mm-hmm. online, and that tends to boost my energy for sure. I leave those really energized. You know, usually that's not right that minute, but it's something to maybe look forward to. Mm-hmm. And then I have some music that I have a, a really good music system. Um, lucky or not, I can't really wear earphones or, or a head headpiece. So I have a system with actual speakers, like a, the old-fashioned stereo Wow! in my office, which means I can play really good music. You know, so, so I go to that, and I realize, you know, that, has its own, that does have a vibration on its own, and that's mm-hmm. bringing my vibration up. And then I use, um, I have several meditation-type things that, that I'm very familiar with. A new one I'm trying is called N-U-C-A-L-M. And so it has a little circle that works on, um, it's kind of a, a brain thing, it's, it's, it's kind of involved. But then you do play music, so if you had a headset or whatever, that's their meditation. They've embedded tones in the meditation that are oh, ancient tones of the earth. Wow. And you can set, you know, the time you want to listen. Oh, I love that. And hopefully you can send us um, some links so we can put those into the show notes because that's the kind of stuff that I think um, people will want to dig in a little bit deeper. Yes, and I there are on YouTube, I'll send some links for some um, uh, free meditation type music with these tones embedded mm. so I'll, okay. I'll send you some of those and thank you so and and then i get to see people like saida if it you know if it's, <laughs> if it's like 
help, you know, we're on the cliff here. <laughs> I just, I just connect. Just take the time, everybody. Figure out, make yourself a list. Make mm-hmm. yourself a list. And just hit the say, the send button. Would, you know, would you mind a short connection? Just do it. Mm-hmm. I tell you something really funny, because I got this unexpected phone call uh, a few weeks ago from somebody that I, I don't really know very well, but we were working together on something. And she said, I'm looking for the notes of a meeting and I can't find them. And I was like, uh, okay, and you're calling me because... <laughs> because. <laughs> and she said... You're, you're, you're a calming voice. I just need ah. someone to listen to me while I'm looking for it. And I said, okay, okay. now I understand. Now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> and it's, it's really, because I didn't believe her when she was saying it, <laughs> but literally within the space of seven minutes, she found what she had thought she had lost. Wow. Right. And for me, it was really interesting because I, I felt as if I was given the gift because what I received through that phone call was the realization that that sometimes I can be a calming vo- space, create that for other people. Oh. But also, my question was, who is that person for me? Yes, right. yes. Because I didn't right. know until that time, right. and now all of a sudden, I'm. And it actually, it's really useful to have, because mm-hmm. when you're in that moment of panic, of like, I don't know where to go. How do I, I resolve this? If you have yeah. a list of people, at yeah. least you know who you can contact. At least, you know. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly, and and we all need that. You know, it, it's it. It doesn't work to just have one person that you're always pinging, because. Everybody is their, a unique individual, and they are bringing, everyone has something to offer. Mm. Everyone. Um, and I, I've been in, working in some tough communities as well, because I'm in the, the other thing that happened after I had COVID, I am in Minneapolis, and, and I'm um, probably about a mile from where George Floyd was killed. Oh. And, I, yeah, and I did drive through that area and parked within about two blocks to go to my food co-op. Um, so I, I've had just a, a resoundingly uh, beautiful time connecting with some communities around the country that are trying to do work in that space of getting voices heard. And I realize my empathy and just where my center has always been in that. And I really actually have done work for many, for several decades <laughs> for mm-hmm. in that area. Um, and I'm in a tough community. Minneapolis isn't much different than the southern U.S. in many ways. Uh, most, a lot of large cities are like that. Mm-hmm. So to be able to connect with someone to give you an uplift and say, you know, continue that work because it, it can be for, for the frontline workers, for every single frontline worker. It is so rewarding and so draining at the same time. Mm-hmm. The, but to be able to stabilize your life and be a force of change 
you need that list of people to call. You ha you ha that isn't the only thing you can do. You really have to be aware that that's what you're about. Mm. And yeah. And I, I would say plan it when you don't need yes. it because yes. otherwise right. Um, right. you might right. end up calling the wrong person or, you, you know, and right. we've all done that before, right? When we've been in a time of crisis and just not had the help we needed. Exactly. And you call and maybe the person you're now, you called in that moment is more annoying than helpful too. So get to know your list, spend time with them. Mm. I would love to um, um, speak or ask you to speak a little bit about heart math. I, it's something that you mentioned earlier on. And um, I just think that, you know, I haven't got training in it yet. Okay, we'll get you in on that. <laughs> it's, it's on my list of things to do. I really, and I, and I tell you why I'm so fascinated by it is just because, um, again, skeptic, um, you know, these one minute meditations and things like this, yeah, they're quite yeah. powerful. But I think what yeah. I found is that when I experienced heart math as somebody um, being guided through it, I just, I mean, it floored me. It really did. And yeah, I'd love you to just share a little bit about what it is and, and um, how you use it in the work that you do. Okay. Um, it, it's very simple but it's very complex. So it kind of has something for everybody. And they, um, I will provide a link for a free, um, they have a 90 minute, the heart math experience that is videos, it's chapters. You just look at a little bit at a time or do whatever you want. And that will give you the history and you'll find out that heart math just, you know, some Buddhist monks at one point in time were hooked up. They were on heart meter. Um, monitoring things and they also had brain sensing and they were doing meditation and so they got the biology and the technical and all the waves and they looked at that and they realized that the space between our heartbeats they can look at it's called heart rate variability because it changes and actually it's better to change than it is to be static and so you've we've all seen where the heart it's kind of your you know, all over the place. And mm. and over time, if you're training, so that was their number one aha. The second one is that through a breathing technique, several spe very specific breathing techniques, not difficult, the type you would do anyway, but you, it needs some uh, focus, you can even out that sine wave. Mm and go into that state of, you know, calm, capable, focused, clear-headed, um, just anything that, if you looked at the list of the words of what could happen, you'll say, yeah, I want to go there. Plus, it can help with uh, diabetes, with high blood pressure, with some of the very uh, longer-term type health conditions. And so... Um, it's, it's just a, a breath a little bit deeper and a little bit longer. And then an even breath in and out. 
that's step one. And step two then is to bring, and then there's some prompts that HeartMath have developed how to get that blimp floating just a few little ideas through. And remember, whatever you're doing, it's heart-centered. So your breath is in and out of your heart. Mm. And where I where I use it in the work is sometimes I just... Um, I, I, specifically say it's heart math and then I've got some um, you know powerpoints to briefly describe it and then we'll do set things but usually I just uh, squeeze it in with some prompting for that type of breath it's great to start any session you're doing with that and then toward the end and if you don't want to be that advanced, you could just say, let's just take a few breaths, everybody, you know, put your hand over your heart, and let's just, <sighs> you know. Even, that, even that's very powerful, just exactly. that one little thing, right? <laughs> just one. It doesn't, it doesn't take much. So, and the reason... I, I work with a lot of people on it is you can do this in the line when you're trying to buy food at the grocery and it's stalled. You could do it if you're driving and you're stuck in traffic. You can do it while your kids are screaming all around you. You know, it's so you can actually have your eyes so you can train and have your eyes open and do it in real time. It's not a meditation where you would have a candle and dim light and be seated in the corner or whatever and no noise. So um this can be an active exercise that, and I, I take my, um, it has a ear clip and then an app. Mm. You can get that. You can do it without that, but I take that when I go, um, maybe like a small elective surgery or, or my, or somebody I know is in surgery and I'm waiting for them, or I'm at the dentist and I've got a, you know, just some of the higher stresses, but you can, you can train on that and it shows you in real time wow. what your response is. And then over time you learn to, you know, kind of up your level of getting in that zone. Mm. So it's, a, it's an astounding uh, piece of um, complex science that has brought them to this area but as you saw without a device and without even doing their full instruction if we just put our hand by our heart and took a few breaths wow mm. i think this thing is it's funny because I've, I've done an exercise before with hand on heart many many times but listening to you speaking about this and kind of doing that it kind of feels like you're giving yourself a hug it, I, for sure, it's an internal hug. Mm. It's your it's your best internal hug you can do. Mm. Um, because the other thing in their science they found is the brain or the heart actually has its own small brain, and it sends actually more signals to the brain than the brain is sending out. <laughs> yeah, there's there's heart neurons and various other yeah. things, isn't yeah. there? Really, yeah. Really incredible the stuff that we're learning now the, the stuff that we're learning and and wonderful wonderful because it's taking us in a direction where you and i it, um especially like this um 
son I, that I work with that has um, you know some disabilities, they can be more present in the world. Mm. Just think how important that is to someone that it has a health issue they're struggling with, to be able to be more present in the world, get pain relief, you know, whatever area you're working on. Just mm. maybe you just need to move it this much. Mm. But if it doesn't move, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fascinating because a couple of weeks ago, I, I recorded a podcast with somebody and it was an incredible podcast. I'm not joking when I say this. 30 minutes later, I'm downstairs eating my dinner and literally half my tooth falls out. <laughs> and because it happened in the evening... I'm thinking, okay, what choices are available oh, no. to me? Emergency what? dentist, nine 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 one one or nine and all of these other things. And I kind of did all the preventative stuff, so the logistics and and called like the the online ER or A and E to get some advice and things. And then and, and I did take some neurofen like Tynadol and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then I thought, okay, what do I do? Because I really, really want to make sure I can go to sleep and that I'm not in pain. Yes. And this piece about leaning in and focusing on the breath is yes. what were, what kept me going yes. for the 12 hours until I was able to go to the emergency until doctor and get, get there. Yeah. 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 And and so the power of what you've just shared with us I think is is really significant in yeah. that we all experience pain in one way, shape, or form. Right. right. And, and there's, there's a whole other conversation that we can have about hypnobirthing and all of these other things yeah. and mm-hmm. people even using breathing when they're kind of going into operations and things. Yes, yeah. Um, and so I, I, I'm sharing this because I really do want to emphasize to the listeners the significance of the the breath work that we can do to help us not just to ground ourselves but also to overcome physical pain it it's incredible i had another client that really was really against having any any uh, anesthesia for wisdom teeth removal since you brought the teeth oh my gosh i know and i'm like (laughs) when you say that out loud it pains me i know how do i get these people right because i thought it was like oh Oh, <laughs> so so that's what we worked on, and they were fine. They oh were fine. Lord. It was the other um, area is if you know you're going to be on a stressful phone call, or you know the meeting's going to be stressful. You do this before. There's a part of it you can do during the meeting. You do it afterwards. Um, frontline police. Um, have been monitored as they're doing this, and their their heart thing is going like this. And see, as as they even left the event, the ones that did the heart math, it's kind of they're coming in at a higher level, mm. and then they are dropping down to a flatter. Wow! Like fairly soon afterwards, so it's it's been a life changer for them because the burnout rate is so high, stresses mm-hmm. are so high. So you can uh, train yourself. Um, I wouldn't want to have that job because it, it's a tough one, mm-hmm. um, but I so appreciate everyone who does that, 
And this gives them a window to, you know, go home and be available to their families. Mm. Yeah, have that absolutely. other life. So, yeah. yes, you're right. Science is wonderful. And mm. we're just learning so much at taking it. Yeah, we certainly are. There's so many, so many different questions I want to ask you and avenues that I want to go into, but I'm very conscious of time. And so I have a couple of more questions. Um, and, and one of them is is just generally in terms of what are you learning at the moment? So what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? All right. Let's see. Um, I have, um, there's a, um, let's see, pro- they're probably positive psychologists, uh, mm-hmm. a group um, in um, Berkeley, and they've, formed a company called Holsty. So every month they're putting out uh, readings. Mm-hmm. And then you can also receive um, a, a beautiful um, lithographed wow. thing. And this, what they just sent, it just arrived, and it, it's just exactly, this is your life. Do what you love and do it often. just like wow so okay so we're gonna go off with that one (laughs) (laughs) that is so good isn't that good yeah and um other things i'm um i'm watching this um i'm kind of probably gonna blank on the name of i'm watching a show that is uh filmed in australia um the heart um I think it's the heart doctors. I'm not sure. And the reason I'm watching it, it might seem like it's a soap opera, but but it's really not. Uh, there's a man who, he's a great heart surgeon, but he's so full of himself. And because he's so misbehaved, he's sent back to the small town that he <laughs> grew up in <laughs> to be a GP for a year. Wow. And so I'm watching... Um, I like to pick shows like that, that it, it, not the soupy soap opera type thing, but to watch um, the human interaction. Mm. And he's got a dear but very domineering mom and uh, it, it, this whole, just a whole cast, a brother that's angry because he probably had to stay there, and just to watch how they're being able in, well, here's a prodigal son, oh, great you know, type mm. scenario, how he's handling that and all the people around him and the impacts. Um, and it's pretty funny. Oh, so they've, they've brought humor into it, uh, which I'm noting is it's lacking in a lot of what's gone on over the last two years. Mm. But in the spaces that, if you can bring it in, if there's any way to bring any humor you just lighten everybody's load. Mm. And on that note, like Jason Sudeikis and what he's oh, done with oh, Ted Lasso. I mean, oh, Ted Lasso. I, it's just <laughs> off the charts. And <laughs> everywhere I kind of, whenever I search Ted Lasso or I'm looking for something, there's just commentary from all over the world about how it's just oh. such a positive show. And what I love about it is that actually it's really dealing with some quite hard, tough issues. Exactly. The way that it does it is, and the lessons that we can all learn subliminally, I mean, that's just, 
the man's a genius. That's all I can say. Oh, beyond. And <laughs> uh, and I got, I thought, oh, they opened another season. And so, you know, you watch a few and then you realize, well, not not actually. You know, we had to wait here on for several weeks now. Yeah. Not and it's not open yet. The next, <laughs> yeah, we we we're just getting it kind of like released as it would normally be done in the olden days, where it's oh. one episode a week, an episode a week. Okay, and and there are people who are staying up at midnight on a Thursday <laughs> so they can catch it as soon, one minute after you know the, uh, on a Friday morning as soon as it's right. released, <laughs> and I will tell you the the last few morning or. Sorry, the last few weeks on a Friday, I said to my husband, let's just eat breakfast and watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so good. And, the, and the, you know, the best thing about it actually is I, I haven't done this for a while. And, and I'm sharing all of this because I think there's something really powerful to emphasize for the listeners. It is worth getting a subscription to Apple TV just for Ted Lasso. They I agree. That. I I totally agree. And you, you know, the, the, there's two scenes. I'll see if I can find um, a clip of it. But one of them, the one with the darts, I mean, I watched that and it was just fire. And then the other piece about how they speak on therapy, you know, mm. and the mm. unpacking of that and how sometimes we have conversations with our friends when right. really we should be seeking therapy. Mm-hmm. The, that share for me has the potential just to really give permission to anyone who wants right. to get therapy to go and get it. I so agree. When I had the same reaction when I saw that, I was like, wow, did did they just, what did they just say? They did that? What? It's so good. It's so, so good. And the other, um, I think, good news on it is helping our creative brain. You can't predict where they're going or what's next. It, that's another, it's just a fascinating, now they're going to go over, you know, they go over here, they're over there. And mm. they've touched on just about every challenge issue that we've had. Mm. And even, I, you know, even the ones that you would just have in your normal life. Yeah. yeah. Parenting, race, yeah. gender. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, you know, we we could speak about each of these. Actually, one thing that I'm thinking about doing at some point when I have a bit more capacity is re-watching every single episode and unpicking some of the lessons because it's so rich. (laughs) And I do notice, yeah. And then you'll be uh, one of, uh, I'm not that person yet, but I know I'm becoming that with the quotes yeah. No, they'll, they'll be entering my normal conversation yeah absolutely let me ask you one final question as okay. we wrap up and that is what advice do you have for me oh Saida that's that is oh boy yeah that's why I so love to connect with you because in your way which is uh, strong, yet gentle, <laughs> direct, but you know, but kind and indirect. You ask these most resounding questions. So, for <laughs> you really do. So, my advice for you is 
bring forth more of you into the world. Figure out other forums and ways to do that. And for sure, do what you're doing with your kids. Mm. Whenever I see something you've written or you talk about, you know, some insight you've brought in there, or you're on holiday or, you know, whatever, your heart is singing. Mm. Thank you. Really, truly is. So bring, you know, keep that going. Yeah, I'll do my best to do that. <laughs> Linda, you've just given us such an enormous amount of wisdom with everything that you've shared. And I hope that people who are listening are going to contact you and get in touch with you. I know that separately you're going to give us a gift of a meditation because yeah. I, I was saying before Linda um, came on and before we kind of uh, started the recording, how much I find... Um, Linda's voice really really soothing and it helps me to slow down so you've offered to a huge gift for all of us which is to do some form of a meditation and um, so the link to that will be in here as well but but where else can we find out more about your work and um, and I encourage everyone to do that well I'm going to um, the gift I'm going to give is titled sleep better tonight and so it's four tips for that. And I'm going to provide the link, and it will be in the, the follow-on. And then as you go through that, if you do want to learn more about what I'm up to or what's going on, there's a, another link that we'll, I'll provide. And you can go there, click, and get in touch with me. Oh, wonderful, Linda. And, Thank you so much. It's just been such a gift for me to be able to to listen to you and um learn from you and just you know my life is so much richer just knowing you so thank you and mine to you too Saida you've meant so much to me we've known each other a little bit over a year every time whether I'm picking up your book results <laughs> I'm at an event where you are, or if somebody mentioned your name, or I see a post you did. It's just like this smile comes over my face, and I'm like, yes, you know, yes. She's going out there and having a huge impact, and I can do that too. We all can. Mm. So you, you've been such a, a positive, positive influence on many. And, and I'm pretty high up on that list probably because I know I keep... <laughs> I, I just love it. Thank you so much for that, Linda. I think we should stop before I burst. I know. So, you're very, so <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm so glad we get to, to chat and I um, wish everyone well that's uh, tuning into this. Thanks, Linda. If you enjoyed this episode of With Sayada, I'd appreciate it if you could rate, review and subscribe. It helps other people find out about the podcast and the work of the Centre for Belonging and Understanding.